SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back in, everybody, right here to the early line, giving you the winning edge on SportsGrid. I'm the spitting statistician, Dane Martinez. we got the candle burner, Kevin Walsh, with us as well, breaking it all down as we go to a divisional weekend, what I believe is one of the best weekends in the entire football calendar. If you were with us in hour one, we had a little tease at the end, talking about how great the Packers' offense was. More touchdown passes than punts in the 2020 season. Three other teams have had years like that. That. Kev, do you want to uh, edit any of your guesses or you want to restate where you're nope. going here? All right. No, no, so no. If I edit them, like it's only worse. But we went 2016 Falcons, 2013 Broncos, 07 Pats. Felt good about those guesses. Partial credit right, if enough. the 2018 Chiefs are in there. Fair enough. The 2020 Packers are in there. You are correct at the almost undefeated 07 New England Patriots with Randy Moss and Tom Brady were in there. I don't know what you just did just there, but you just snuck something else in. And the 2018 Chiefs are correct. They had more touchdown passes. They were. Than I had to stick to the Falcons, though. Yeah. But I and said that the Chiefs the were part of the question. One. Yeah. The last one is a little bit before your time, my friend. The original run and shoot with Warren Moon, the 1990 mm. Houston Oilers also pulled the trick. But that is absolutely George, incredible. Yeah, that's interesting. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, run and shoot. George Kurtz kept mentioning them when he was talking about, like, the Edmonton Oilers. He kept mentioning, like, the run and shoot. Or was it the lightning? The he Houston kept mentioning Oilers. that team. All... No, yeah, no, but I'm saying, Houston no, no. Oilers he kept team, mentioning. A hockey, hockey right. team that played yeah, yeah, the yeah. same exact way. So yeah, that's, was, that's and ironic. They were like the run and shoot. There you go. Listen, we bring it all full circle here on the early line. There you that's go. You got to watch like the entire week, right? Because you knew I was going to say something that involved punting or a punter. But I digress. Love that. Let's update something here, Kev, that we looked at last week. Our friends and partners at FanDuel have put up a very interesting market, right? Like for the entire playoffs, who will be the leading passer? Who will be the leading receiver for the entire playoffs? And what we talked about last week, Kev, was what's interesting is you got to handicap it involved also. This is not just about their statistical production, but there's the potential for some of these guys to play as many as four games. And then when you consider people like the Chiefs and the Packers who get going this week, yep. they may only play a max of three games. So I look at the most passing yards for the playoffs as a market. Josh Allen continues to be a favorite, right? He's already got a good game under his belt. So does Tom Brady, though, if you think about it, right? He threw for 350 plus. But the question mm. is, how many games will there play? If you remember, Kev, the leader in the most rushing yards market for the entire playoffs was Derrick Henry and he ain't playing anymore right so that's something you have mm -hmm. to factor in talk to me what do you think about this passing yards market do you go with someone who's already in the clubhouse with a big outing like an Allen like a Tom Brady like a big Ben who threw for 500 yards or someone who's entering the freight this week like Rodgers or Mahomes so the big thing here is what you're talking about this game's played Mahomes and Rodgers are capped 
capped at three games played. Also, Rodgers did not have a prolific season in terms of yardage. There's That's why he is so far off the rest of this group at 8-1. to one. It makes all the sense in the world. The guys that are up there at the top, is that's exactly who we should be looking at. I personally am also okay moving Drew Brees a little bit out of that conversation okay. right there on the joint list with Patrick Mahomes as we bring our radio audience into the fold. So many ways to get on the grid. It's Kevin Walsh and Stan Martinez, the early line, Sirius XM, Channel 204. So many ways to get on the grid. We appreciate everybody that joins us here for a football Friday. So to me, this is narrowed down to Brady. It's narrowed down to Josh Allen, and it's narrowed down to Mahomes. If you think that the Bills are going to beat the Ravens, then Josh Allen, right, if he sees Mahomes next week, again, they will automatically play the same amount of games, even if the Bills don't win. If you think that Brady is going to be a part of an upset victory over the Saints, that is the same amount as Mahomes. But for me, I don't know if I like the Bucs this week. I don't know if I like the Bills this week, but I know mm. I still expect Patrick Mahomes to play three games. And if I think Patty's going to play three, then my only concern is Breeze or Brady getting to a fourth game. You know that hmm. all year – I mean, I don't want to say all year long since what, Dane? Week five, yep. six, I told you my day. Super Bowl yep. pick was yep. the Packers and the Chiefs. So, for me, Mahomes at four to one, that's where I would go. But I, I think – They've got this list in a in a correct order. I think you're wasting money if you went the Lamar Baker bomb route. Gotcha. Let me ask you another way to play because sometimes you've like you know made complex bets in markets or even the idea of taking more than one option, mm -hmm. right? Let me ask you kind of the yes. complete inverse of the way you were playing it. Does it hold water to you? What if I wanted to in this market take Brady and the Breeze? Then I know. And yeah. then I know I'm getting through, right? I, what my yep. I'm gonna get a three game guy. I'm gonna get a three game guy if I take that. And what a shot you know, I know you're on Green Bay, right? So you may not have a different no, lens a point, through though. this, right? But the idea that I'm also guaranteed to have one of the quarterbacks in the NFC Championship yeah. game to play that out. And I ask this also because you're right. We do know the horse you're riding in the NFC. You also know a team that I have been warming on the NFC. And by the way, yeah. that quarterback already has 380 yards passing, I believe, because of his first game, the victory against Washington. I'm talking about Tampa Bay and Tom Brady. And, you know, they ain't got a running back to give it to like Drew Brees does with Kamara. What do you think about that? We'll ask you that on the other side of the break. If there's yep. multiple ways to play this and the receiving market right here, giving you the winning edge on sports grid on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
Welcome back in, everybody, right here to the early line, giving you the winning edge bright and early every morning here on the early line. Thank you to everybody for getting up early and joining us, especially Sirius XM channel 204, our newest audience. We are happy to have you on the grid getting the winning edge. What do you think about this, Kev? So many ways to play some of these markets that our friends and partners at FanDuel offer us. What are you thinking here? Yeah. Uh, might my way to play it be valid or you think yeah. I'm maybe Ooh. investing too much in something where there's still no guarantee that it comes in? So, no, so I think it's an interesting thing just to talk through, right? So the, the thought process, right, is I you bet Brady and Breeze, guaranteed three games. Maybe you got a shot at four games if whoever advances to the conference championship is there, right? The interesting thing is, is it somewhat, though, you're kind of betting on the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl, right? Because the value of getting three games is only relevant if, if there's a four game on the, the other side. If there's no four game quarterback on the other side, to where are you just then well? If that four game off? quarterback is Lamar Jackson, I'm okay with it. Sure, I, but I mean, look, four games is still four games, right? I, and I, I think you make a, a, more, a more than fine point there. Lamar in that opening game only threw for 179 yards, but if again, if you like play Brady four for games, that's double that up, right? Like that's another game that can sure. be absorbed. But I just bring the point up, Kev, right? Because there's a lot of no, I think it's a, different yeah. ways to Absolutely. play it. Let's apply this to the receiving yards then, right? Three games, four yeah. games, a guy who's already popped off versus someone who maybe you expect to pop off. I think, for example, in this receiving market, talk to me about the very interesting case, in my opinion, of Devontae Adams, right? Devontae Adams, absolute stud. Right? Don't get me wrong. Yeah. 1,374 yards. I get it completely, right? However, mm -hmm. he will have Jalen Ramsey on him. I think he's going to be shadowing him. And what if they only play one game now or at max three? Were there any performances last week? A guy like a Stefan Diggs, a guy like a Mike Evans or someone else who you may like that they already have that lead. How do you apply the same logic to the receiving market? Yeah, so, I mean, Devontae Adams won this market last year with only two games played. Mm. So, Devontae Adams is rightfully uh, right there at the top, despite the cap uh, of games for him being three. You mentioned the possibly <laughs> impossible matchup against Jalen Ramsey this week, which puts a bigger emphasis on needing a third game from Devontae, because you would think there's still only so much this guy could do this week, but then again, the season that he had, like he walks away with 10 for 150 and two scores. It's just like, yep, that's what he's done all season long. I think when you continue to look through the market, though, what's like, again, do you have the Bills winning this week? That's three digs games. That's hard not to love. Right. Do you have the Bucks winning this week? Mike Evans put up huge numbers. Like, could Chris Godwin, though, who had led that team in targets at 17 to 1? Like, if you want, mm -hmm. like this market, you could argue a bomb Chris Godwin play. That's Low numbers on both Kelsey and Hill, relatively. That's another thing I was going to ask the you. Other guy Which Chief yeah. will lead their team in receiving yards for the playoffs, right? Like, isn't that something also for like Adams? At least you know he's the monster, right? He's the target monster. Someone mm -hmm. like Hill, someone like Kelsey, you may think they're going to the Super Bowl. You may think they're going to play three games. But I honestly, I don't know whether to pick Hill or Kelsey. And it seems like neither does the book. The reason why I'd take Hill over Kelsey is Hill has the chance to have a 200-yard game. 
So I, that's the reason why I would take Tyreek because he he now Kelsey's the model of consistency. I mean, he's just going to wake up, just go for 111 yards, and that's just what he's going to do. And Tyreek Hill can sometimes not have those big explosive games. But that bomb aspect of Tyreek Hill is why I would take a look at him. Michael Thomas is interesting, uh, but he was you know below 80 yards in that first game. You need a third Michael Thomas game to have him right. come home for you in this market. For him to be the yeah. second choice, listen, at the end of the day, 5-1 to one is much different than your Saints money line wagers. But just know you have to have the Saints winning that game. It, like he's not winning it in two games unless he goes for like 200 yards receiving. I think Could this a be bomb like and Chris Godwin at 7 like let's say I, I like Tampa on a Bucks like money line play. I like Tampa this weekend, right? So what if I did Bucks yeah. money line and Michael Thomas to be that as my hedge? Because yeah. if I lose that one, then I get th- at least three games out of Michael Thomas. You know, I mean the multiple bets, right? Like the Brady sure. and Breeze, or would you do it even the okay. other way, right? Like you like the Chiefs to win the AFC, but your hedge is Stefan Diggs in this market. Yeah, it's interesting though, right? So Michael Thomas is five to one. Drew Breeze is four to one. I wonder of those two guys where they currently sit, which one has a better shot. As if they give you three games, whose three game production would be closer? Michael Thomas is still kind of working behind the eight ball right now. Like sure. if the Bills advance, right? Stefan Diggs caught 128 yards, Michael Thomas 73. Yep. He's 55 yards behind Diggs. Like the Bills go yep. on, you're going to need Michael Thomas to get to the Super Bowl then. So Diggs is a deserving plus 250 favorite. I think Godwin as a as a seventeen to one bomb though is not bad. I mean, this guy had way more targets than everybody else on that team last week. He just couldn't catch the ball. I know. So I'm on him in a different market, Kev. His prop bet for just this Sunday in receiving yards is sixty three and a half. I am over on that because that. I believe you know a. Um, The idea of Lattimore and Evans, they have their history. That's going to be the primetime stuff. Godwin will be on the other side. I think you believe New Orleans may win. I kind of think Tampa will, but I think there's a a room where game script Tom Brady is going to be throwing, in my Mm. opinion. And like you said, he had all those drops last week. I expect a bounce-back effort and for Brady to want to get him involved. You put all that together. I saw uh. 63 and a half, and I zoom over that number. I don't know about for the playoffs, but for this Sunday, it's one of my locked-in prop bets. Well, I'll tell you this. Chris Godwin is one of two guys that last week that registered uh, double-digit targets at the wide receiver position that are moving on. The only other guy is Mike Evans. Yeah. Who's, who, who caught? Who had ten targets? Right. I mean, Austin Hooper. If you want to have the tight end possession, uh, position had eleven, but I don't think we're going to be playing Austin right. Hooper in this market. Yeah, like that's a nice game, but still, yeah, I like Godwin. But I, I, I think Godwin at seventeen and one. That's where you can argue for a bomb type of play. I don't, I don't mind that one bit. Devontae seven to one. Can't get mad at it. He's Devontae Adams. If you think this team's going to the Super Bowl, you'll have three cracks at it. And again, similarly, like you have three cracks. Honestly, you got to play the Chiefs over Devontae. You have to because they're bigger favorites. No, but I just mean pick one or both of them because they're 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 a bigger favorite to make it to the Super Bowl. And if we're talking if we're talking about the matchups, there's no Jalen Ramsey there. 
Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think herd, you can actually right? bet Devontae. They're a herd. What if one of them had yeah. a less game because, you know, Mecole Hardman caught two touchdowns for 60 yards a pop, right? Or, you know, Sammy yeah, Watkins, sure. who I think is a little bit banged up, but he may play. You know, I, I hear you, but then you got to deal with the fantasy herd if you're going to go with the Chiefs and the idea that they will play the three games. I did mention Sammy Watkins, by the way, keep quick injury report. We will dive into all these games, but uh, Sammy Watkins did not practice. Um yesterday with the calf injury and with the chiefs also kev clyde edwards hilaire mm-hmm. was downgraded to dnp on thursday we all thought he'd be back ready to go with that hip he practiced on wednesday was downgraded on thursday something to keep an eye on for the kansas city chiefs when we go back on the other side of this break though we are going to dig into all of the games left we got three games still left to play but i want to frame this first kev with trivia for you kev of more recent vintage kev there are two running backs there are two running backs who have had at least five or more rushing touchdowns each of the last Mm -hmm. six seasons kev Six seasons in a row, including this year, five or more rushing touchdowns. There are two running backs who have done this, Kev. And here's your hint. One of the two is playing this weekend. The other one is not. That is your hint. We'll start breaking down all of these games when we come back, giving you the winning edge bright and early right here on the early line. Right here, we're coming back. Sirius XM Channel 204, Dane and Kevin on the early line. Come on back after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back in, everybody, right here to the early line, giving you the winning edge on SportsGrid. Big shout out to all of our affiliates. I'm Dane Martinez, the Spitting Statistician. We got the candle burner, Kevin Walsh. We thank everybody for joining us, including our newest affiliates, SiriusXM Channel 204. Kev, who are the only two running backs in the NFL who have scored five or more rushing touchdowns each of the last six seasons? One of them's team is playing this weekend, and the other one is not. Yeah, the only I have two. There's only two guys that can even like reach the years requirement in, in my estimation, which are Mark Ingram and Le'Veon Bell. I don't think Lev Bell. I don't even know if he did that last year with the Jets, let alone this year as a Chiefs slash Jet. So, Kev, gotta guess Mark Le'Veon Ingram. Le'Veon Bell sat out an entire season. Right, but I didn't know if maybe that whole year He's not the doesn't answer. Let's count. put it that way. Like, yeah. Let's put it that no, way. No, yeah, yeah. Well, Mark Ingram, Mark Ingram was the was the guess anyway that Is we your had. Other guess outside of that, I don't even know who hits the requirement. 
Fair enough. Unfortunately, you are incorrect. The player on a team that is playing this weekend is Mr. Latavius Murray has done this each of the last six seasons. And the guy in the same division who is not playing this weekend, who has achieved the feat. Kev, now that you know the division, you want to take a quick dress? Todd Gurley is also correct. Each of the last six seasons, they have gotten at least five or more touchdowns. I talk about both of them in that division because Kev, one of these divisional round matchups is a divisional matchup that everybody's excited about with two hall of fame quarterbacks at the top of the marquee for the third time this season in a divisional matchup drew Brees mm-hmm. and tom brady will face off this one is in new orleans okay the saints are three point favorites this total has been around 51 and a half 52 so far this year to catch you up they played in week one kev Saints won that game 34-23. They played in week nine, Kev. The Saints boat raced Tampa in that one 38-3. However, both of those games before, you know, the week late 13 bye for the Tampa Bay Bucks. They have been putting up 30, 40 points. We talk about what Tom Brady's been doing with this offense. We know the Saints defense has also improved throughout the season. Do you expect this third matchup to be any different? So it's so interesting, right? And I would think that for those that are regular early line listeners and viewers would think that this is pretty obvious where I'm going because I've been very hard on the Tampa Bay Bucks and their quality of win and trying to apply the context to them getting hot right. at the time that they are. I started to realize part of the reason why the Packers became my team is I hated the rest of the NFC. You know, you go through what the Saints have done here, right? In the middle of the season. If you go through it, right? So they have the two wins over the Bucs. They've only played three other playoff teams. Lost to Green Bay at home. Lost to the Chiefs at home. They beat the Nick Foles-led Bears team in overtime. So, again, like the Saints are kind of pumped up because they just have the Bucs number. Now, again, you have to play who you have to play. But just trying to keep it all consistent here, right? Like, they haven't necessarily played a world beater of a schedule. Their right. two cracks at non-Bucks teams, the Bears were 8-8. Eight and eight. It was Foles, like, that's almost a loss to me. Overtime by three. Like, that's right. a like, loss. Where are we're home games wins? against the Chiefs and the Packers. Like, you lose both of those games. I understand it was one-score games. It is what it is. You kind of backdoor in that number on the Chiefs, depending on where that number landed for people. Like, So the Saints don't necessarily come in with a world beater's resume, right? So it's it's tough for me to come and tell you, listen, the Saints have done it year in, year out. The one thing that's been so interesting, and I've talked about this a lot during my time on the grid, and I give Scott Wetzel a lot of credit for this, actually. Giving Scott Wetzel credit, always a slippery slope, but he makes this point, and I think he's actually true when he says this. You ever notice, Dane, when a stat, all of a sudden becomes well-known or a trend. It starts to just work the other way. So this year, for whatever reason, was the first year it seems like everybody decided to take the narrative of hard to beat a team three times in a year. Apparently people were fed up this year. Don't know what happened, but everybody was like, stop this. It's not true. Because now everybody knows that that's not true. Right, right, 65% of the time the numbers right. check in at, 14-7, and seven, that team going for that 3-0 and o season. I mean, 
it's been very profitable for sure. that team to win that game. But now that everybody knows that, I don't mm. feel comfortable. This is a very long-winded way of me saying I'm going to end up playing the total and not the side. The side live will be interesting to me. Getting involved with a Bucks teaser is interesting to me. I Which do think this is another Sweet spot. Week went over the number. Week nine, 38-3 yep. is only 41. So which way are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah, that game that the Bucs played, uh, it couldn't have gone worse. Like Brady threw a ball right. off a guy's helmet. There was another tip pass. Right. There was another time he was getting sacked. So he you're, was going you're throwing like, a line through that one? You're throwing a line through that one a little bit? A line in that they the Saints were not thirty five points better okay. than the like they're not that much better right. than the Bucks six and three to the over this year for Tampa Bay on the road the Saints are six and three to the over at home this year last week why did it go under against the Bears because they knew that the Bears couldn't do anything to them offensively had Javon Wims caught a ball. Maybe they would have decided to score. They didn't score because they knew they didn't need to. This Bucks defense is not great. 23 to Heineke had some nice, nice performances. This is an over and a props game for me. I'm mm. just – the side is too tricky here. That, that's how I yeah. see it. And I know people are like, oh, coward, pick a side. No, I won't. I don't need to. Fair enough. Fair enough. Listen, I'm, you know, I'm riding Tampa Bay. It's not so much the idea of, oh, hard to beat a team three times. Although, you know, I do believe there is some familiarity. For example, I believe Tampa may press up on these wide receivers, go right up and force Drew Brees with that arm strength to try to beat him over the top. That could be something Tampa's like, you know what? We're going to force it this way. I also fundamentally do believe that this Tampa offense whether they figured it out or whatever, I do think they are improving. I do think they are better than mm-hmm. what we have seen in week one or week nine. I told you already, I'm on Chris Godwin. I think he has a bounce back effort. And when I saw 63 and a half, oh, that total was a little bit too low for me, Kev. But what happens when we talk football is we love talking football and we almost forget we only have two hours to fill and we've got two AFC <laughs> playoff games to still talk about. Yeah. So I want to turn your attention, Kev, to something I think listen this is the shortest spread of the weekend on saturday night the baltimore ravens will go up to bill's mafia right in western new york and kev let me first set the stage here it sounds like weather may be a factor and it sounds like it may be a little bit of weather sounds like it may be a little wind a little bit of snow and what we have heard is that lamar has never really been faced with this does that matter to you i mean i think the bills are going to try and throw the ball we know baltimore is going to try to run the ball the bills are the number two offense in the nfl but the ravens are the number one rushing offense in the nfl is the weather a factor for you on saturday night so the weather it's so funny because Lamar's like, man, I hope I don't play in snow. And it's like, hey, it's good if this thing is a is an absolute blizzard because it can make passing more difficult and running more efficient. The Bills don't have a running back, apparently, because they don't trust Devin Singletary anymore. And Zach Moss is gone. Insert the Baltimore Ravens and the best rushing attack in all of football. So snow game. That's advantage Baltimore to me. And all in all, as we get this deep into the year, Dan, you don't want to be stubborn, but you know this. There's a lot of teams that, you know, I've, I've 
found myself digging my heels in on that I believed in or didn't believe in. Right. And Baltimore is a team that I believed in. And Baltimore has covered every single game since that Robert Griffin start against Pittsburgh where I said to you, I believe in that offensive performance. That run game is back. I love what I saw. And that's proven to be true. I don't know. Maybe I got a little lucky with that, but that ground game has never looked better uh, during this season since they turned the corner uh, in that spot where they found that quarterback, you know, middle draw, whatever you want to call it, power. I like the Ravens. I know it's, look, two and a half, it's, it does feel like it's a money line play. I wouldn't leave the points on the board. People can miss extra points. Maybe that ends up being a difference maker in this game. I just, I think the Ravens are the better team, and I don't say that as a slight to the Buffalo Bills, but when I look at these two offenses, they attack you in different ways. What the Bills can do through the air is absolutely sensational. They're going to look to throw early and often, but I think the Ravens bring a comfortably better defense into this matchup. That, for me, is advantage Baltimore. Listen, the Ravens are the number two defense in the NFL in terms of points per game allowed, less than 19 points a game. Them and the Rams, the only two teams below 19 points a game. And also on third down, I, you know I bring out this third down conversion all the time. That is what we've talked about, like what is good defense in 2020, right? Yeah. I, you, if you've watched, ever watched a football game and your team, right, you're cheering for a team and it's third and six, what are you screaming at the TV? Let's get off the field, defense, get off the field. You yeah. know what has to happen, right? And the Baltimore Ravens are also number two in the NFL in doing just that, getting off the field on third down. By contrast, though, the Bills offense, number one in the NFL, converting on third down. So it will be very, very interesting. I am excited to see these two quarterbacks from the 2018 class, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, go after it. Kev, Lamar Jackson in his three playoff games so far has 333 rushing yards already, Kev, in three games. And, you know, I mean, he is one quarterback that's put up two of the only three seasons in NFL history where a quarterback ran for 1,000 yards. Kev, do you know the other season? We'll keep talking about him. We'll go into Browns Chiefs after this. But what was the other quarterback season with a running total over 1,000 yards? Answer that for me when we come back, giving you the winning edge right here on SportsGrid and the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back in, everybody, right here to the early line, giving you the winning edge on Sports Grid. I'm Dane Martinez, joined as always by my main man, Kevin Walsh. Big shout out, the mightier 1090, Sirius XM, Channel 204. So many streaming ways to see our beautiful faces as well, bright and early in the morning. But, Kev, you're right. You know, like Lamar Jackson has been otherworldly, doing things that have never been mm-hmm. before done as a runner from the quarterback position. I mean, this year, Kev, he had 1,005 yards rushing right that is the third best rushing season all time for a quarterback last year he ran for 1206 yards the all-time record for a quarterback who's the only person to do it um over a thousand yards the second best 
uh, running season yeah. from a quarterback. Give me the name and give me the year for bonus points. Oh, gosh. No, the year is absolutely not happening at all. all uh, right. Bonus points can be left on the table. Here's the deal. Here's the thing, right? And you I told you, I, I say this all the time. I, not when I don't know it. <laughs> That's just if I get the answer right, but you mess up the year. Like, look, there's only three guys that, I, that even would make the cut, right? We all at home know the clear and obvious guy, right? The other two, look, let's just go with Randall Cunningham. Could be wrong. That's the that's the name that came to mind. Is it Randall Cunningham? You outthought yourself, Kevin. The answer is Michael. Yeah, Vick. I know. <laughs> the answer yeah, is Michael Vick in yeah, two thousand and six. Yeah, it was obvious. I know. Last time, like Cunningham yeah. was in there, right? But you, 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 you yeah. you're outthinking yourself, brother man. That is okay. Listen, I ain't talk. mad at you. Listen, but listen, he's going to continue to do this, and we think also this is part of the reason, right? They haven't reposted that. Um, biggest playoff rusher because we were thinking Lamar had an idea for that and he is still now there what about the touchdown market in this one real quick I gotta tell you something you know where I'm going Kev my man J.K. Dobbins the house elf has scored a rushing touchdown Kev in his last seven games and he's plus 115 to do so again I kind of think he will I think Dobby the house elf is free I like him in the touchdown market you like him anybody else or some other props for this game yeah, no, I think you can definitely get some. Uh, I'd much rather bet Dobbins than Lamar. Okay. I just think I'd rather be on the running back. I know Lamar can get into the end zone. I think Mark Andrews, the plus 250, sweet. Uh, that guy's a touchdown scorer. And sometimes you like when a guy hasn't got in in a while, like a Mark Andrews, because he can find the end zone. Uh, and as far as the Bills go, you know, it's so interesting, man. Diggs has become l- like a more frequent touchdown scorer now. To, to where that yeah. plus 125, it feels like a fair shake. And as much as this might contradict what I just said, but Josh Allen at plus 120, because he does run it in down there, and there's no more Zach Moss. Like, I'm not interested in Devin Singletary. If Singletary steals one, fine. But that, you know how we talk about, you know, all oh, the quarterback steals it from the running back? To me, if Singletary gets in, he's stealing it from Josh Allen. Josh Allen is the rightful favorite to get into the end zone for the Buffalo Bills. And at plus money, I don't mind that one bit. Fair enough. I I think I do like the idea of Josh Allen because he will become the goal line back, similar to what we say about Cam Newton all the time. Singletary was not that dude for them anyway. That was Zach Moss. Okay, so yeah, I think that opportunity does potentially get passed on. And remember, also, if there is weather involved, okay, I can easily see a read option, him putting it in the belly, taking it right back, and going into the end zone. We've got one more game to look at and it is the defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs they get into action at home laying 10 points against the Cleveland Browns I got an angle on this one Kev I want to see if you buy it earlier in the show you were saying in the anytime touchdown market that you liked I think it was maybe Robert Tunyon but you liked something at plus 170 in an anytime touchdown mm-hmm, scorer mm-hmm. I draw your attention to a gentleman who has a revenge game in this one Kareem Hunt in the touchdown market Kev is plus 170 I like that right now 
now. I think he will get into the end zone. Let me remind you, in his two seasons with Kansas City, Kev, 2,984 scrimmage yards in two seasons. Remember, he led the league in rushing in his rookie year. And Kev, in his two seasons with Kansas City, 25 touchdowns. We know he also scores touchdowns for the Cleveland Browns. I think they will get Kareem Hunt into the end zone. And at plus 170, I know we're flip-flopping the order of our analysis, but I like Kareem Hunt to get in in this anytime touchdown market. What do you think about the theory of the revenge game for Kareem Hunt? I have no idea why this number is plus 165. Oh, so it's in a game that is a total of 50 yesterday. Oh, no, no, sorry. It makes no difference. No, but it makes no difference. But it makes sure 170. I I didn't even mean to. This makes no sense. The value is still there. He's coming off a. He's coming off a two-touchdown game when it, where the total is 57. Now, in my opinion, and I know you're just – but, like, he, does, he doesn't – this is not a revenge game. He's not allowed to have revenge. He w- left that team for a very obvious reason, and Fair. it is what it is. I'm sure I guess he'll be motivated or whatever. But, like, I saw Browns, like, guys being like, oh, Kareem Hunt gets to give payback. Like, Shh, shut up. No, he doesn't. Now, plus 165, value is value is value. I have no idea why that's that number. Like, that's – wild to me the only thing i would say the fact that he had both rushing touchdowns last week like either chubb is going to take all of the work from him or like kareem hunts the guy like that's crazy i bet both though i really would bet both music to my ears kev music to my ears can i tell you something else i toyed with in this market sure because look 57 and a half whatever it is right i think points are going to bet scored right I, on a sure. whim, you know that glorious same-game parlay of it all, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick Chubb to get into the end zone. And there you go. Kareem Hunt to get into the end zone. And Travis Kelsey to get into the end zone. And while I'm at it, Tyreek Hill to get into the end zone. Kev, 14-1. to Same-game parlay. That's great. Yeah. No issues there. Like, I mean, they're going yeah, to be touchdown scored, right? There's going to be touchdowns scored. I mean, a let bunch. me not be what, plus 1384 to be exact, Kev. Okay. Mm, but yes. But yes. I mean, think about that. I don't know. You want to throw the Chiefs money line in there as well to get crazy? No, no, or no, am no, I no. being too no, silly? No, no. Or am I don't being too silly? Don't throw the Chiefs money line in there. That's a no? complete waste. It's a Why? complete waste. It hardly moves anything. Right, no. You don't need to make okay. that $16 back to make it. Fine. Don't waste your time with a minus 4 and 90 number. You've got a great parlay going. Oh, it boosted I love it. I love it. I love that, it. it boosted up to 17 the one, I, but go ahead. That's <laughs> but still. It's not All right. just let it don't yeah, don't as don't get too greedy. Leave it as it is. Bye. I like it. Bye. I like where you're going. I'll just throw Bye. out quickly before we break this game down a little bit more. Mahomes at plus 250 to score. Not bad. Not bad at all. No. Mahomes does. Game. Mahomes does. The bigger yep, the game right. is, the more likely it is for Mahomes to run. Do you remember last year in the Super Bowl, who was the first yes. touchdown scorer of the game? Yes. Don't so, talk to me though yeah. about Patty Mahomes and rushing in the Super Bowl because I got banged like half of this country did yeah. with his rushing prop total where he had it and then decided like minus seven was cool at the end of the game to take his kneel down. So I don't really want to talk about that, Kev. Here's what I do want to talk about as we Fair. break this down. And listen. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs are amazing, okay? They're everyone's favorites to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Cool. I got that. Yeah. All right? You know I've said this right. before, though, Kev. 
right? Okay, the Vegas Raiders beat them, whatever it was, like 41-35. They outscored them. That was, I believe, that's the anomaly on the blueprint to beat the Chiefs. I think the real way to try to beat the Chiefs is to pound, pound them, punch them in the mouth, keep Patty Mahomes off the field. I tell you all the time, Kev, last year, the Chiefs lost two games in Arrowhead. The Indianapolis Colts went in there, and Marlon Mack ran for like 120 in a touchdown. The Houston Texans mm -hmm. went in there, ran for like 120 in a touchdown, okay? The Cleveland Browns are equipped to implement that methodology of hanging with and maybe trying to sneak one out and topple the Chiefs. I am not saying I think the Browns will or will win this game. I'm saying what I believe is the best formula to beat the Chiefs is a formula that the Browns can apply. Does that make sense, Kev? And do you agree enough to maybe not like 10 points on Sunday afternoon? So remember how I told you I was looking at that Rams-Chiefs game at 54-51? Right. Because I wanted to look into this a little bit more. The idea that the way to beat them is to grind it out. You mentioned that Colts game, right? That was the one that was a 19-13 finish there. So Patrick Mahomes has lost nine games in his career. Nine games. The average points scored per game by the team that beat Patrick Mahomes. Take a guess. 33. 36.2 points per game. So you're the saying way you got to go beat the, the other Chiefs path is the Raiders' it, way? It's, now, uh, now, the ground game right is where they can be vulnerable, but this is not... Grind it. But that's then grind Baker it, doing it the way Baker's it. not. We don't want Baker to do it. He hasn't turned the. He hasn't no. thrown a pick since late October, right? Now all of a sudden we're going to ask Baker to win a shootout. It's not about. It's not about winning a shootout. Baker thrown all over the field. You need to score on your first drive, your second drive, your third drive. This is bad. Okay. You need to keep going. There's not. It's not. Hey, we're up. We're up seven three. Let's punt it away here. Yeah, you're down 10-7 the next time you're on the field. You need to keep going. The foot has to be on the gas the second that coin goes in the air. 36.2. And by the way, he's lost nine games. The biggest margin of defeat, eight points. Like, you're not blowing this team out. He's going to have the ball with an opportunity to either tie, take the lead, like, that's the so the only time, by the way, way, and it's funny. The Browns have put up yeah. that those kind of numbers. They did last week. It, They've had times. Remember yeah. when we were like, oh my God, three straight games of 40 or more for Cleveland. However, they do it. Mm -hmm. They they they've been able to do that. They can score. And that's why the over in this game, albeit a ridiculous 57, I don't mind playing to the over. Because even if the Browns get off script and are trailing i don't know if the chiefs all of a sudden decide to grind them down and then the browns can't move the ball like i can see an avenue to the over in both directions but if you're on the browns you gotta get some over you have to get some over another narrative maybe it's not a narrative but the chiefs basically were playing this terrible football to end the season so they came off a of bye week 10, week 11 to week 16, week 17, no starters, no one played, right? So off a of bye at Vegas fighting for their playoff lives, they win 35-31. Mahomes, another great, glorious comeback, job done. At Tampa, they win 27-24. They don't cover by the hook. Why? Bucks backdoored it. 
The Broncos, 22-16, lot to be desired. They kicked five field goals because they knew Denver couldn't score. They had six scoring possessions in the game. They were totally fine. Miami, 33-27, backdoored again. The Saints, 32-29. If you got the two and a half, they covered. If you got the three, you pushed. Why? Backdoored again. And then the Falcons, another Patrick Mahomes late touchdown drive. Thank you very much. They are not playing even if maybe maybe they're not playing up to that A plus below everybody out level, but at this level, the only way is these back doors. That's why the ten is tricky though, because yeah. do you know how much you need to be up to not get backdoored on a ten, a 10. from a Brown team that's going to keep going, and the which is why and I've mentioned this a thousand times and I'll keep mentioning it. The Chiefs are minus one twenty five to win the AFC. In my opinion. That's Chiefs in the AFC title game, right. money line at minus 125. All right, fair enough. I'm on I'm on Kareem Hunt. Not only the touchdown. Kev, 16 and a half as a receiving yards prop, 30 and a half as a rushing yards prop. I think Hunt will have more production. I think the Browns will have more production. We make our picks when we come back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back in, everybody, right here to the early line, giving you the winning edge on SportsGrid. Big shout out, SiriusXM Channel 204. Keep it locked all day long to get the winning edge as we slide into divisional weekend. Uh, Kev, so what do we think? Let's pick these games. Let's start with the first one at Lambeau Field, the Rams and the Packers. Who you like? What do you think about the total? Real quick. Yeah, I, I like over 45 and a half, lean towards Green Bay on that six and a half. You want some value in the props market. I would take a look at Robert Tunyon anytime touchdown score and MVS anytime touchdown score. Fair enough. I like Green Bay laying the points. I, however, go under in this game. I think Green Bay might blow them out. I think it might be something like 30 to 10. And so it doesn't need to get over that number. Saturday night, Baltimore, Buffalo, shortest spread of the week. Who you got? What you think happens in this one? Yeah, I, I like the Ravens plus two and a half. Uh, I've said all week long I worry about this total here. 50 and a half is now 49 and a half. Lean towards the under. You want to prop Lamar over 76 and a half rush yards. Went over that four of the last five games of the regular season. Last two playoff games, 136 rush yards, 143 rush yards. Lamar over rush yards. I think this might be the game of the weekend. I'm a little bit scared of this one. Give me the bills on the money line, and I'm actually different from you, Kev. I think this one goes over. I think both these offenses will move the ball and score in the snow. Sunday morning or early afternoon, Cleveland goes to Arrowhead. You lay in the 10? Can't lay 10, uh, but I also don't really want to back the Browns. Great game for live action, especially if the Chiefs get behind. Uh, You know that we will be trusting them. Uh, We saw what happened with the Texans, lean towards the over. Uh, Also, the Chiefs minus 125 to win the AFC. A prop, though, how about Mahomes over 18.5 rush yards? Went over that number in four of his last five games of the regular season. Every single playoff game last year, 
even, yes, the horrible Super Bowl beat went over 18 and a half rush yards. Yeah, I told you I'm going to be in this touchdown market. A lot of guys can get into the end zone real quick. Kev, Tampa Bay and New Orleans, I think it flips. I like Tampa Bay money line and Tampa Bay plus the three. I think it may go under, though. I think there's a different style in this one in the third matchup. What about Mm. you real quick? Yeah, seemingly we can't agree on totals. Lean towards the over. Uh, Also, lean towards the Saints, even though I think the side is incredibly tricky. Uh, Back Kamara, uh, to me, even if it's going to be uh, tough against that defense, Godwin, I like your call. And we will talk about it on Monday right here on the early line. Keep on getting the edge with Sports Grid. Have a great weekend.